Hello everyone, hey good evening and welcome to another episode of The Front. We've got a live leadership lesson, a leadership lesson tonight with a good friend of mine, Mr. Matt Koenig. So what I would like you to do is just hang out with us tonight. We're going to do this live leadership lesson and we're going to get going right after this. This show is about motivation, positive attitudes, and taking action. Let's get pumped. Forge the path. Get fired up. Thanks for tuning in to Lead the Teams, The Front. And now, your host, Mike Phillips. Yes, that's right. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and join us today. As always, remember I'm sharing new episodes most every Wednesday and Sunday. So to tune in with us for motivational tips to increase your influence and make sure to level up your leadership, you're going to want to check out the YouTube channel, the Facebook page. Also, so I don't forget, right before I bring Matt on, do me a favor, share this episode out because it is going to be action-packed, it's going to be insightful, and it's going to be awesome. And right now... To my left, right there, Mr. Matt Koenig, my left. What's up, Mike? Good to see you, man. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing so well. I'm out in Washington, get to spend some time with my girl. It's been, it's a, been a great few days. And yeah, how long? You've been out there for how long now? Uh, I flew out here Saturday, and, uh, and then I'm heading out to NADA to San Francisco. I leave on Thursday. Okay. Hey, uh, you know, do me a favor. I'm going to have you keep talking and I think I'm going to have to reconnect here because it looks like I just lost my camera. So if you right. would, if you would for me, just share with our guests a little bit about who you are and a little bit of your background. Awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Thanks, Mike. I'm a 20 plus year car guy, uh, Amazon number one selling author with my book, Sell Changing the Game, Change the Game Forever. Uh, it's a number one self-help short read. Check it out. And uh, man, uh, that's what I do. I just try and help people learn how to sell better, lead better, and market better and with a heavy focus on leadership. So that's who I am. That's what I do. And it looks like our buddy Mike, the host of the show, is back in action. Mike, are you back with us now? I I made it back. That's just perfect, (laughs) isn't it? So uh, a a couple things. So you gave us, you're talking about you are are somebody that that wants to make a difference. You're the co-founder of Rockstar Events. Um, do me a favor, what, uh, expand a little bit on, and, and because I know you have one coming up, what, expand a little bit on what are the Rockstar events? Yeah, we've actually got a couple coming up. Um, <clears throat> so at Rockstar Automotive Events, the things that we're doing, uh, we're bringing in the best producers, not just the best speakers, which by the way, they are, because we don't let bad speakers touch our stage, but we bring in the best producers from all over the world. People that like uh, coach Sherry Wynn, who's a two-time Olympic champion, a national championship basketball coach. Um, people like Sean Thomas, who's uh, askamillionaire.com. He's got about 1.2 million Instagram followers. Uh, he's a guy who has, has come from nothing, made everything, and is teaching other people too. People like Lisa Copeland, who worked her way up through the dealership to become an owner uh, and the top Fiat dealer in the country uh, and sold her dealership and, and is a, a powerful uh, educator that helps others. People like Kendrick Show, Katie Maris. So our events are designed to help people not just learn, okay, this event, you learn how to sell two more cars a month. Our events are designed to help people improve their entire quality of life because if we can help them do that, they're going to sell more 
They're going to make more money. They're going to have a better family life. They're going to have a better single life. They're going to be able to make an impact on everybody around them. So our events are designed to be life changers. So there are other conferences and, and they're great. Uh, heading out to NADA in a couple of days. Uh, there are you know, events where there's you know, 5,000 vendors and 2,200 speakers. We bring in a perfect blend of the best educators possible and nobody has to miss a session because we do it all in one room. So it, it's just a different kind of experience. The best way I can explain it is if you take a, a rock concert and mix it with a with an educational event, like a Tony Robbins event, uh, uh, that, that's probably the closest description I can give you to Rockstar. But for 195 bucks right now, at least till the end of uh, the month, for 195 bucks, people can come find out for themselves if they go to rockstarautoconference.com. And then we, we, um, we actually go outside of that too, Mike, though, and the first time we've ever done this, February 25th in Nashville, we're actually doing a vendor education workshop. Okay. Um, and it's myself and Sean Welsh from Carb has Done Better. And um, what we realized were dealers are struggling. They're trying to figure out like, who's the best vendor to go with, et cetera, et cetera. And, and when we talked to other vendors, we're like, man, why are you having such a hard time getting communicating with dealers? And we started hearing these common concerns come up and I start coaching some of these guys. And well, have you done this? And have you tried that? And how about if you communicate this way about your product? And, and like these light bulbs started going off and a lot of people don't know, I was sales training manager for cars.com for years. Right. And I launched a direct to dealer program for them. So I've spent years teaching people how to work with dealers and actually help serve their proper needs instead of trying to sell every product in the book. And so Sean and I said, Hey man, let's, uh, let's do an event and let's teach vendors. So it's very limited. We're only allowing 30 people at this event. I think there's 10 spots left. Um, oh, wow. if people go to rockstarautoconference.com forward slash workshop, uh, if you're a vendor, you can come to this event. It's a $500 event and it'll, it'll change your life and make you a shitload of money. Crap load of money. A, a, a ton load. <laughs> yeah. Ton hey, load. Uh, so, so let's dive in. When you and I last talked, we talked, uh, in this format probably six months ago and I actually was watching it back. I was just, you know, looking at it myself and so forth. And one of the things that I think I asked you, I said, well, Matt, what, what advice would you give somebody that wanted to get into business and leadership? I don't know if you remember that or not, but I, I watched it back a little yeah, bit ago right. and, I, and I do. And you said, hey, you know, you went with the Simon Sinek, start with why, right? Actually, your, your starting thing was, why would someone want to do that to themselves? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I think it was, uh, don't, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so, so but one, one of the things that I thought was so cool when you said start with why, and I was sitting thinking about this, is just even like this format, the things that you're doing with the Rockstar events, uh, the, this show, the, the the leadership lessons and so forth, there's a strong why behind what you do or what I'm doing in this format. And I think that's something that's really, really cool. So uh, diving into the leadership part of it, I'm gonna ask you some different questions tonight than I did the first time because I would encourage anyone, one, share the show, two, if you wanna see the first part of when Matt and I talked, Go back. I've got that in the archive. This is actually the 30th leadership lesson that I've done here. I've done 30 of them in a, you know, just over half of a year. And then I'm going to take a break through February and change up the format. So you you went on with me, I think, at the very beginning. And then you're you're my closer, dude. So at least for at least for a little bit. So one of the things that I want to know, and for the sake of the people that are watching. Can you name somebody that has had a tremendous impact on you as a leader? Somebody that was a mentor to you or someone that you said, look, that's 
that was the the turnkey that's one of those things that made me leap you know uh if i look back over my whole life and i didn't realize it, it's so funny actually i didn't realize it until right now because my perspective on leadership has changed so so much in the past three to five years sure. i would probably say my grandmother was the best one of the best leaders i ever saw and i say that not because she was in charge of anyone but um because she always was loving like i remember we were having uh dinner and i had a friend who lived down the road and my grandma was making dinner and she's like hey do you want to give it and I, i'm not gonna say his name because i don't want to embarrass him for his kid she said do you want to give him a call and see if he wants to come over and have dinner with us because i know his mom works a lot and so he's usually you know eating some out of a box or whatever um no matter who was like doing bad stuff or out of line my grandmother was always this like loving heart and because i believe that's what it takes to be a leader I'd say she's probably the best example of leadership uh, that I've personally seen with my own eyes in my lifetime. If you want to talk about what made me take the leap into entrepreneurship, uh, the lack of wanting to listen to other people that I didn't feel were, were qualified, <laughs> qualified to tell me what to do uh, is what prompted it in 2005. But what really got me to commit was reading Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crush It, back in, it was either 2008 or 2009, but 2000. Uh, End of 2009 when I left cars.com was when I took my first big leap. So yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, prompted me to do it, man. That's what that's what pulled the, made me pull the trigger all the way. That, two absolutely hugely influential people, and thank you to both of them for you, man. Um, yeah. One of the the uh, you, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk and Crush it the last time we talked also, and I I agree with you. I think absolutely awesome read for anybody who hasn't read that you you need to and he i mean he's such an influential figure right now in that sales and marketing arena um so i'm gonna shift just a little bit when we're talking about people that have had impact as a leader you you brought up uh, here let me think of how you said it here just a second ago as i'm stuttering through this on the show right you said just a moment ago you said you jumped into entrepreneurship because you didn't want to listen to people that were not qualified to uh, tell, to, me what to tell you what to do, to lead you. <laughs> How do you feel that relates to automotive right now? Ooh, I'm That's putting you on the spot, baby. <laughs> That's a strong question, but uh, I'm, I'm so glad you asked me that question. Because most people tap dance around it so that they could maintain all their uh, BS political relationships. I, Here's how it applies. Most people that are in a leadership management role shouldn't be. That's that's how that question ties into it. Uh, here's here's a fact. I'd like to say it's it's not their fault the first year. Okay, we always okay. Joe Brady say this. You know, somebody got promoted to management. They were top salesperson. They were going to quit and go somewhere else. And so they gave them a management job. Now you're a manager, right? And they think one of two things: either a this person will be able to coach everybody to be just as good a salesperson as them, or b uh, they'll at least coach one or two people too. The problem is they don't have a clue how to be a leader. They've never been taught how to be a leader. Um, and so what they do is even though their whole life, they say, when I'm, a, when I'm a boss, when I'm a leader, when I'm a manager, I'm not going to do what Bob did. And then the problem is when they get promoted, well, who did they learn from? The whole, the only thing they've learned from is what Bob did, right? So they don't know how to lead. And so the challenge is at first, it's not their fault. Right. Now, uh, 
three months later, if you haven't started educating yourself on how to be a good leader, if you're not spending the the money to go out and get the get at least get books, uh, sign up for uh, educational training, going to workshops where you can learn leadership skills. If look, if three months from now you're not fully invested in those things to become a good leader, uh, and then continuing that the rest of your life, then it's all your fault. So in the automotive industry, here's what I'll say. Uh, 90 out of 100 people that have a manager title that I meet are not qualified to be a leader. And, and somebody smarter than me, uh, at least in this area, I shouldn't say someone smarter than me, someone who, uh, a former pastor of mine, um, who used to be a good buddy, uh, said these words to me when we were talking about leadership once. He said, you're not a leader if nobody is following you. And the problem is we got a whole lot of bosses and we don't have a whole lot of leaders in automotive. So there you go. There's your call out, ladies and gentlemen, step it up. I, I actually agree with you a lot on that subject. And in, in, in all seriousness, I'm uh, that's one of the reasons that I do this show. And I'm for me, I'm very fortunate, right? I've come up through automotive with some excellent mentors and leaders, somebody, you know, um, the, the McCloskey's who even even now I'm in that organization and they support me doing things like this. And it's for, for me, it's like, well, I want to pay it forward. Right. Because if I had not had someone in that area and I've had other bosses in other businesses that were not good, they, they were a boss because they were, you know, John Maxwell likens it to I was just studying this with with a, a friend of mine the other day. It's that level one leadership. Right. People follow yeah. you because they have to. And I went through a lot of business years following somebody because I had to, but they're not mentoring and nurturing and loving the person and growing them and so forth. So then I came into to an area that it was like, hey, this is significantly beneficial. When, when someone pours into you, look what the return is. And so that's yeah. one of the reasons like for this, for the show and talking with, I, I have two ulterior motives and I know I'm doing a lot of talking right at the moment, but I have two ulterior yeah. motives. Yeah. One yeah. is to connect with the, the guests that I've had on the show are just brilliant. They are unbelievable, fantastic people like yourself and everybody is just great A that I've, I've talked to. So I have an opportunity to learn even more for, for a little bit and, and pick up what are the things that are maybe sometimes outside of our vertical of automotive? And, and two mm -hmm. is that's my way to be able to pay it forward, right? My way to be able to to share, look, what, what I've learned. And I'm not saying it, it, my way is the perfectly right way. Or I know, Matt, you wouldn't say your way is the perfectly right way, but it's it's definitely another opportunity. What's that? Yours is definitely <laughs> the right way? Right. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, I think there are some things that transcend like opinion, though, right? Like... Uh, like uh, there's different leadership styles, right? Communication styles, but there are certain things that are non-negotiables to be a good leader, right? You have to love the people you're leading, right? You have to be willing to to lay it down for them. And if you're not, you don't deserve to lead them. That's the challenge. Like a good friend of mine named Bart Damron, um, when I was a really failing salesperson, one day told me, it was like, dude, <laughs> yeah, I may have told you this before. He said, uh, you and me and my buddy Todd were sharing an office. We were both uh, below average salespeople. We did judo and Aikido and uh, jujitsu together. So when it was slow at the dealership, we would spend all day like trying to strike each other in different pressure points uh, and different nerves to see if we could like lock an arm up and that way you could get that out. That was your clothes. That's the clothes. It, 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 it was literally, 
Sadly, yes. Like, I'm going to choke you out by the car. No, no. Um, but all day long, we just sit there striking each other. Instead of like prospecting and growing the business. And one day, Bart was like, dude, you need to write down every single thing you did today on the half hour, take it home, uh, and then bring it back tomorrow if you still want your job. You know, and it was kind of one of those deals where he was like, you need to see some accountability in what you're doing. And, and, and he said, because uh, I'm not going to be the one to explain to your family why you're, you're broke and you're, you're, you know, failing. Uh, you know, at the company Christmas party. And it was one of those come to Jesus moments where I was just like, man, like I was so mad at first. I'm like, what the heck? You know, like I'm an adult, blah, blah, blah. You know, who, who's he to think this? But what I realized is like, he cared that much. Like what, what is most, most sales managers, like the fact that he let us share an office so he didn't have to clip one of us. And, uh, and then he finally, he's like, I'm giving you one more chance to save yourself. Like, he's like, I'm giving you a lifeline, but you have to take it. Like, I want to lead you, but you've got to let me. And, and I did. And I'll tell you what, a couple months later, they sent me some really great sales training. Uh, it was only a few months after that, that I was sent to leadership training. A few months after that, I learned how to be a sales trainer. The thing is like, I was just such a hard-headed person. I didn't realize how what good, how good of a leader I had. Right. But that was him caring so much for my livelihood. And as a leader, we've got to take responsibility for the, the failures and successes of our people. If they can't provide for their family, if they've got an $80 paycheck, that's our fault as a leader. Why have I not been, been spending time with them every single day to help them learn? Why have I not done my one-on-ones every day to know what their dreams and their goals and their hopes are to help them achieve those? If we if you've got a struggling salesperson, it's it's your fault. Stop blaming them. Stop saying it's hard to find good people. Look in the mirror and go, why am I not loving these people the way that they deserve? And then get get together with them and apologize and, and fix it. But man, it, that's something that transcends all leadership style. If you don't love your people, then just stop it. Just don't be a leader because you're not you're not supposed to be. I, I agree with you on most points. I also think, though, I mean, don't doesn't it get twisted if you as a leader care more than the person that is supposed to be doing the job? Like like as the salesperson, <laughs> I, 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 I heard that early on in my career that I remember there was gosh, there was an early sales manager for me that he said, listen, you have to care enough, but you can't care more about their check than what they care about their check. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I agree with him, man. Really? But, but there's a reason. And here's sure. why. The, trust me, nobody cares more about their check than they do, right? They've got, they've got bills to pay. But here's the thing. We're putting it all on them caring about the, the check is just the ends, right? That's, that's right. the end. It sure. means they get there. We have to care enough to know, like as a leader, somebody said this, well, you know, you can't hug people into success. Like you can't just love on them. Like that's not going to make them successful, dude. Uh, and it's like, you know, like their feelings don't matter. Producing matters. And, and I said, no, the only thing that matters is how they feel. So as a leader, I believe we have to find out. It's our job to find out what drives them. If, if, if Mike Phillips works for Matt Koenig, right, which would be like a huge honor. If you worked on my team, right? Sure. If I got to lead the team for you, I'm just trying to use everything. <laughs> that, a, it's perfect. If, 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 if I was putting you out front, okay, enough of the fun. <laughs> All right, so if you were on my team and I was your leader, 
the number one thing I would do is, is find out what matters to Mike. Like, cause the check is, is going to be used for something. So what actually matters to Mike, what actually gets Mike fired up, whether it's happy or angry, I'm going to spend enough time with you to figure out what I'm going to push the buttons to know what, what gets you to feel something. And then once I know mm. what that is, then I can help you set a path. But did you notice I didn't say I can set a path? Or you're you're not set setting the goal. path for me. No. And I'm not creating your goals. I want to find out what matters to you and then back and then back the numbers in to go, okay, how do we get there together, Mike? How can I do that for you? And the way that you'll see that I care is every day we're going to meet and I'm going to say, let's go over yesterday. Let's go over today. Mike, what do you need from me? How can I serve you? Who can I call? What do you need from, from me so that you can hit all these goals that you set? And that's the thing. Nobody's going to care more about their check than them, but I don't care. I don't care about the check anyway. It's what I can do with the check. And that's the problem is, is we, it's a cop, in my opinion, it's a cop out as leaders. When we go, you need to be a self-motivator. You need to care more about you than I do. Bullshit. Well, I think that's, let me jump in here for a sec. That I think is one of the big keys. The whole time you're talking and you're going and you're talking about, well, what can we do to get you there together? What can we like for, for you as a leader, for many people as a leader, where it should be right now today in automotive, and I wholeheartedly agree with you, the we has to be greater than the me, mm-hmm. right? We uh-huh. together, and, and, it, and there's never anything that comes uh, beneficial from you. And there are so many, so many, so many, so many people that are in leadership and management, it's those, it's the title people that say, well, Hey, Matt, you need to make your phone calls today. How many appointments do you have? What have you done for me lately? Uh, right. Yes. Oh, yes. And when, when the reality is, if you think about it, here's a, here's a twisted way to think about it. Like we have people that come into automotive. I got into automotive by accident. I know that many, or they call it by accident, right? That was, it's it's a, a a passion that we all have now. People that have been in it for a long time, the but the reality is, if we think about it, when somebody comes in as a salesperson, if they're a brand new salesperson, and we're saying, "Hey, look, Matt, you need to do your follow up." We'll use that as an example because that's a big hot button, right? Would yeah. you agree with that? Oh, huge. So, hey, you need to do your follow-up. And when someone says you need to do your follow-up, keep in mind for anybody who's leading, and especially we're talking automotive, but it could be any business, a week ago, that person wasn't a salesperson. A week ago, that person was a high school student. A week ago, that person was a stay-at-home mom or dad. A week ago, you, you know, 30 days ago, that person was working in at, at a retail store, Right. At a, and I'm not going to name any retail stores. Really involved, but yeah, they, they didn't have to, to sell and follow up or, or do those kind of things because people were walking in. And we just assume it's like by osmosis. All of a sudden, well, because I tell you, you need to follow up, it's going to happen. And I, I, I just think you bring a really good point up right there. So um, when it, when it comes... That's, that's so many different people. And, and the point you just made touches right on the one thing that um, I think a lot of leaders don't do, and that is they're not willing. We're trying to make the people that work for us, right? You're, you work for me. We're trying to get them to adapt to what we want instead of being a leader and adapting to their communication style, right? Spend time learning a little bit about NLP. 
if, if we want to help people grow, we've got to get in sync with them, right? So a good leader is going to adapt and, and coach differently for each person on their team. And that, that we don't do. We go, well, this is how I coach and this is how I am. And this is how I do it. And you need to, you need to f- fall into that mold. And that's why we'll see dealerships where we have like, you know, one or two, you know, oh man, Mike's a shooter. Casey's a shooter. And then you, when Mike and Casey talk, oh man, Bob's a shooter. They're like little mini Bobs, right? <laughs> that's because that they, they have the same personality type. They fit well. Then you got the other six sales people feeling left out going, man, why are they favoriting Mike and Casey? Because the leader didn't adapt to the people, the leader expected the people to get in line, and this isn't the military. You know, it's just not. No, I absolutely agree. Let me ask you from a leadership perspective: when it comes to training, uh, what are what are some tips you could offer for people that are are getting in and training their people? What are some methods that you may use? What are some styles? Oh, that's a good one, man. First thing I want to say is this, uh, with to, 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 to roll into that, uh, is that there's a lot of opportunity because it sounds like we're, you know, being bashing on all the leadership right now. It sounds kind of negative. Here's the reality. The good news is because there's such a um, shortage of that stuff uh, of proper leadership, that means there's such a good opportunity, right? It, it just it takes some minor changes from the people in the roles and boom, people are going to learn. They're going to love, they're going to be better. So when it comes to training, here's the first thing I'm going to say, and this is going to make a lot of my trainer buddies mad when I see him at NADA. Uh, If I were you guys, there we go. Yeah. NADA. Are you going tomorrow? Speaking of NADA? Yeah. uh, Tomorrow afternoon. I'm flying out there. Uh, Here's what I'd say. If you're a dealership uh, and you've had a trainer bring you good success, uh, good. Fire them. Uh, Fire them uh, after you learn what they're teaching. Fire them. There's no reason to spend tens of thousands of dollars uh, a, a month or a year uh, or someone to come teach you the basics there, there, the, if it's, if you've had a trainer for a year by now, you and your whole team should understand and know all the methodology behind it. If you don't mind now, that's your fault. So keep them long enough to learn what they're teaching. If you like what they're teaching, keep what they're teaching. Uh, but there's, there's no need the, the having sales trainers come into your dealership all the time, all that, uh, that's an example of leaders not wanting to lead. Joe Verdi said it best a long time ago. The best trainer is the leader in the store. If it's not, that's a leadership problem and you've got to shift gears. You need to learn to train your people. Why, why would they listen to someone else tell them how to shake hands, uh, do a demo, do a write-up and negotiate a deal? Why would they listen to a stranger who does not work in their store six days a week over you as a leader? If they're doing, if they're listening to, to John Doe, but they're not listening to you, Mike Phillips, the dealership owner, uh, then there's a problem between them and you, Mike Phillips, and you need to fix that problem. And that problem is typically they don't believe you care. Now, I don't think they believe the sales trainer cares uh, so much, but a good sales trainer does make them feel like it. So in that moment, they kind of believe that that person genuinely just cares about them. And some really do. But the fact of the matter is when it comes to training, uh, all of the information you can get from a sales trainer in person, you can get online right now, period. You can get Cardone on demand. You can learn it all there. You can get, you can go to $1training.com, shameless plug, and learn other stuff. You can watch Lead the Team, The Front with Mike. You can watch all Mike's YouTube videos. Between all the information accessible to you online right now, there's no good reason for you to pay huge dollars for a sales trainer to be in your store. The only reason is you're too lazy Uh, to train your people, or you just don't care enough to put the work in with them. Both of those seem like a problem to me. So the first thing I'll tell you with training your people is create what you want them to be taught, create your own training 
curriculum. Now, if you're not good at training it, bring someone in to train your curriculum, but make sure they're training you on how to train so that you can learn to be a trainer and train the stuff that matters in your store so that your store's culture is framed all around your training. Now, I'm not saying you can't learn new things, by the way. Let me just say that. Uh, there are people, uh, you know, Auto Alert, CDK, all these companies, you need them to come in and teach you how to use their tools and maximize them. I'm purely talking about sales training. There's no reason for someone to come teach you the five basic steps of selling, right? Shake a hand, ask questions, demo drive, present figures, and handle concerns. That's it. Five steps. No one should have to be paid to come in and, and vomit those five steps. Every adult can remember those five. So uh, start learning online, man. Well, that's, I mean, that's one of the things we do in our store. We have five steps, little di five steps, little different terminology, but same, same theory. It, isn't there a place though? I mean, as far as if you have somebody that really is a good sales trainer, not just on, and I'm, I'm talking maybe outside of the, the five steps, you know, uh, some difference in scripting, some difference in style. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not talking the, the handshake deal. But isn't there some value sometimes in having that person come back in six months or a year just for an accountability piece? Because they do put fresh eyes on on, and I hear what you're saying. But yeah, at the same time, they're putting fresh eyes. They know where you were at a year. Call it a year. They know where you were at a mm -hmm. year ago. You should have. I agree with you. The leadership in the store. One of the one of the big uh, controllables that I think is a struggle or a problem is the fact that most leaders do the, hey, you need to go attend sales training. You need to, and they don't uh -huh. attend it. So there's the break in the accountability. The leadership isn't attending the sales training. Therefore, if they don't know what's being trained, how can they train it, right? You can't train something that you don't know. You, I think you hit it on that. So here's here's my my opinion on this, okay? Sure. Um, and, and let me let me uh, back it up with this. If you're not going to train your people, then yes, you need to hire a sales trainer to come in and do it. If you're not committed to doing it, it is definitely better to have someone come in. Have Tim Kintz. Tim Kintz is an amazing dude. Have him come in and do it. Have one of Cardone's guys. They're, they're great. Their processes are proven. They're amazing, right? Have them do it. Uh, so here's the thing. I, I believe this, Mike. Once they've come in and they've trained you, on the, the stuff, your leadership people, our dealer group, every single manager had mm -hmm. to do a the sales meeting every morning. Like we rotated the sales meetings and they weren't who left the keys in the Escalade, like actual sales training meeting, right? right. We would role play, we would skills. have we'd have a stack of $5 bills, man, a hundred bucks worth. We'd go through and we'd peel them off as people handled an objection or did a greeting and actually treated somebody the right way. Like, bam, here's here's a fiver, here's a fiver, here's a fiver. Somebody walk out of the meeting with 20, 30 bucks, you know, jumpstart their day, they have a smile on their face. Seems silly, but it, it worked because guess why? We, we then didn't detrain from the desk either, right? right. And, and when we were, when we would go take a GO, we were using the same, the same uh, we were servicing the customer the same way, using the same verbs, treating them the same way that we expected our, our, our team to, right? So I, I'd say bring these folks in to help you establish your training, but as a leader, learn how to deliver your training so that you don't have to rely on them. Because the problem is, what happens is, um, and you'll, you'll, I'm sure this will resonate with everyone watching and that's been in a dealership and you. We bring in a great sales trainer, okay? Let's say we bring in uh, a Tim Kintz, okay? okay? And Tim puts in new process and new programs and our dealership's numbers go up and we crush it for a year. And a year later, the numbers start slipping. Why? Maybe because of what you said, uh, maybe lack of accountability, but Tim shouldn't have to hold us accountable 
we've got leadership people in the store. So maybe our leaders, you know, maybe if you own the store or you're the GM, you should say to our your sales leadership, hey, why are we not being accountable for what we spent 40 grand on at the beginning of the year to learn, right? You right. get yourself back in the year. But what happens is that's not how it goes. We start slipping. Well, kids training isn't working anymore. Let's go hire Cardone. And then we get Cardone on demand. We have Derek Simons, a couple of those guys come in. They're awesome. They fire us back up. We start crushing it again. And then 12 months later, it starts dipping. Oh man, Cardone stuff. It hasn't changed since the nineties. Let's go, let's go hire John Dawson. And he comes in and this, and it's a cycle. We blame the trainer every year. You know what? Isn't it time we just say, get somebody come in. Let's, let's build a great training program based on our values and our culture. Thank you so much, John Dawson or Tim Kintz or, or whomever you hire. Thank you so much for helping us get this ingrained. And now I'm going to be a grown up as a leader and do my job. And now I'm going to, I'm going to keep coaching my people. That's what I mean by that. Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to put all these sales trainers out of jobs. I love them. Right. And trust me, no dealers are going to not do their, they're not going to do their work, right? John's a great right. dude. Tim's a great dude. Man, I love those guys. Uh, but, but let's face it. There's a lot of dealers that are going to go, F this. I'm not going to do the work. Okay, cool. These guys can get rich for the rest of their life. There's plenty of people that will give up on training their own team. But there's good dealers out there that, that know, that are watching your show going, you know what? I, I want to do this, but I don't know how to get started. That's the struggle. And it, it starts with an apology. It starts with yeah. getting all your people in the room and going, swallow that pride and say, you know what? I'm sorry. You've been here for three months, 12 months, five years, and I've not been the leader you deserved. And starting today, it changes. And, and, and starting every day going forward, I'm going to spend time with each one of you, 10, 15 minutes a day. And that starts now. And the struggles you've had and the failures you've had and the frustrations you've had, those are, those are my fault, not yours. Best words Grant Cardone ever said. But that's how that meeting starts as a leader. That's my fault, not yours. Starting today, that's going to change. And then freaking change it. And, and like mean it. That, well, and that's the thing is then you've got to take it. That, that's one of the big keys. Leaders get, anybody gets, anybody in business gets numb to doing the same things and you lose that piece. Um, I, I'm going to shift gears for just a second because I see Ryan over uh, on, on YouTube in the sidebar. He said, make sure and let you know that you came up on his show today. Uh, and he was talking about when he first met you, you were doing karaoke and saying, uh, Jet, are you going to be my girl? <laughs> Is that Ryan Girardi? Yeah, Girardi. I love Girardi, man. He's a great dude. So uh, he said you really rocked Jet and he's looking forward. You should do that again this year at NADA. <laughs> thanks brian you're my hero brother uh so hey as as we're kind of coming to the tail end what would you say um i know we've danced around some of this stuff what would you i'm not some of these i have a few questions written down i'm going to totally shift gears because i'm curious your thought on this from a from a leadership perspective because i know there's a lot of sales people out there that are big into branding and social networking and that whole online marketing deal so i'm gonna <laughs> from a leadership perspective <laughs> from a leadership perspective what sort of impact do you think that has had on on stores on business on automotive specifically and how should people in leadership roles be addressing that? What, sh what should they be doing? That's that's a very tough question. When it's done right, I think it's impacting stores well. Good example is Mike Davenport. Mm -hmm. Mike Davenport does social right. 
he he Louisville Chevy dude, Mike Davenport, look him up on YouTube. He makes great videos. They're entertaining. They're educational. He's doing social media right. Um, and it's it's helping Bachman Chevrolet. Mike sells a lot of vehicles for them. Because of what he does, his store is benefiting. There is a trend of salespeople who are going live every day. Let's go live. I'm gonna, I, I paid $1,000 for a, a course, and it got me a selfie stick. And, uh, and I'm going, creating a Facebook page and going live every day. And if you don't have a purpose, uh, d- stop doing it. I think what's happening is a lot of folks are going out there and they're going live for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes a day. So they're stressed and they got to focus on that. Uh, they're going out there trying to be Tony Robbins. Look, we put on events. I, that's what, you know, right? That's what I put on motivational stuff because that's what I do for a living. When you sell cars, your videos, your social media content should relate to what you do for a living, unless your social media account is just for personal use. If you're using it for business, make it about what you do. Talk about the stuff that goes on in your dealership. Talk about why people would like the experience buying a car with you. Show them how to change a tire. Show them how the the new car doesn't have a spare. It's got a can of fixer flat. Teach people through your videos, impact their lives in a way that would make them want to do business with you. I think 90% of what's happening on social, Mike, for uh, in car dealerships with salespeople, mm-hmm. 90% of them are, are creating content and they burn out after about six months because they're not seeing results and they don't know why. And it's because all their content is pointless. And they're that same hour they take to figure out what they're going to talk about and 20 minutes to go live and another 30 minutes to put away all their crap. There's two hours a day they could have spent on the phone calling orphan owners. Two hours a day they could have been calling their customers saying, hey, it's been 90 days. I just want to call and tell you uh, hello and see if you need me to step an oil change or anything on your car. I just want to check on you guys. Social done right can help the dealership in a big way. If you're a leader, listen, don't discourage your people. Empower them, but coach them on the stuff that'll help them sell cars. Hey, you're out there walking the lot. Why don't you stop and and say, hey, if you own a 2016 Chevy Malibu, let me show you a couple cool features on the radio and then title your YouTube video, you know, how to program your phone with a Bluetooth on a 2017 Chevy Malibu or whatever, or 2015 to 18 if they all do the same thing. Create content that's going to be valuable for the user and it'll be valuable for you and your dealership. Go live walking around with a selfie stick. Hey, it's free for all Friday. Let's all jump on. Let me just have people chime in. Do you realize the only people watching it are other car salespeople and nobody cares? It doesn't help. It doesn't help your store. It doesn't help your family. It doesn't help your bank account. It doesn't help your bottom line. All it's doing is helping you feel good because the guys that sold you their $1,000 selfie stick program are telling you a good job. It's not helping. I, I just wish... This is the trend that's getting me to shift away from Facebook, Mike. I think you just signed up for View Me, right? Um, which is a cool social platform, and uh, and the guy that I I'm an influencer, yeah, yeah. so he reached out to me, and I recommended you. But this is part of why I'm shifting to that platform, is because Facebook has become an abundance of lives, and I don't want to unfriend these young car sales kids because I want to help them. But I've had to unfollow almost everyone because all day my phone would be blown up with people going live without a purpose. So I don't know, leaders, don't, don't, don't tell your people not to go on social, but maybe coach them. Say, if you're going to go live, go live once a week and make it valuable. But if you're going to record videos, go record evergreen content that can live on YouTube and put your contact info in it. So if somebody's Googling how to, how to program the Bluetooth to their, to their new iPhone uh, on the Chevy Malibu, they'll see your video and your contact info and say, Hey, if you're in the Louisville area, stop in and I'll program it for you, man. You can Boom. just make a friend or a relationship. Now they're all family will love you. 
Well, one of, that's what I think social is for. And I, I agree with you. One of the things that I've had a tough time learning or tougher time learning is because at one point I wanted such a broad base for myself. I wanted to be on every social platform. And uh, I do think it's something that really you got to get some clarity about who are you speaking to? What are you speaking about? And I think you, you, for me, you, that really resonated with me. It's like, what is the purpose? What's the outcome of the video? You're never going to sell a car through the screen to somebody. All you're going to do is, is sell, sell some hope, sell some relationship. You're, it's, it's just like the, the, the phone used to be right. It, it's actually an upgrade from what the phone used to be. And in, in my opinion, you know, we always used to say, well, you can't sell a car through the phone. You got to get them in. Right. But at, at right. this point you yeah, can I have card number one. Well, one of the things I think people could be doing Skype with potential customers, you know, that's a quality video and share that out in this sort of format and let other customers ask questions. Well, you've got a customer live asking questions on the car. How, who's doing that? Nobody. Dude, 11 site right now. Uh, if people go to 11site.com forward slash rockstar, that's one one S I G H T dot com. Mm-hmm. Or it's actually better yet. I, I wasn't going to announce this till after an ADA. Uh, we dun, just dun, started dun. Rockstar. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we just started an, a, a joint venture called Rockstar Auto Tech. Uh, what, what we're doing is we're bringing in newest technology and and uh, testing it. Not all developed here in the U.S. Some from other countries. We're bringing it in. Uh, and testing it for automotive, getting a litmus test, getting early adopters in at either no money or very little money to try different tools uh, for automotive. And that way we can see, is this a recommendable tool or not? If you go to rockstarauto.tech, rockstarauto.tech, right now you can actually go sign up for 11 cent, which has been proven by the way to work well. You talked, uh, Mike, about going out and like showing them the car through Skype. With 11 cent, the, the consumer doesn't have to install anything. So I can have someone on the phone and say, okay, go to my website, click on the 11 site thing from your mobile phone uh, or your computer. And um, it's going to do a video call me instantly. You don't have to install anything. And then I'm going to walk outside. I'm going to show you the car. I'm going to take you in a test drive. High definition, peer-to-peer video. And if someone goes to rockstarauto.tech right now um, and they click to sign up for uh, 11 site, like we can actually hook them up for 199 bucks a year. Now, if you're familiar with what that product normally costs a dealership, it's $1,000 a month. They can get it through us because of the deal we've worked out and because of what we're doing technology-wise to help the industry get better for $199 a year. So 11 site is, is a Skype replacement if you're a car dealer, if you're any business. Uh, it's, a, it's a Skype replacement. The consumer doesn't have to install an app. They don't have to give their name or their phone number. They don't have to do anything weird. They can literally, from their computer, click to connect. You can pull it up on here. Boom. Have an ele- That's my daughter, by the way, my daughter, Jillian. Um, and, and you can have an 11 site call happening right on your phone, uh, answering the call. And I can video with these people live and go show them everything. It's, it's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. So, That's I mean, awesome. it's an amazing thing that people could be doing. So there, there's stuff, like you said, there's the modern phone right there. Sure. So I, last last question, because we're I, I know I said a while ago we're coming to the end, but I love, I love it, man. You get going and we're, we're uh, but I can, anyway. So you are someone that certainly is uh, viewed as a leader 
in our space, you know, in your space, in our space in automotive and starting to, to spread out more. So here's the one question. I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you do? Because it's one thing for us to come on and be the talking heads and say, here's here's what the people should do. And please watch the video and do this and listen to Matt. But what are you doing to ensure that you continue to personally grow and develop as a leader and in your space? What what are some things that you do and what could you maybe recommend to others? So I'll tell you, there's a couple of things that I do. Uh, one is every day I'm reading devotionals that make me a better human being. Uh, so I'm doing two devotionals right now, actually. Uh, one with my wonderful girlfriend and one on my own. But I, I, I think uh, getting in the word, which is something that the last year and a half I've started doing more of, uh, has helped keep me more focused on treating human beings better. I think that's critical. The other thing is I actually go out and buy and pay for training as well. I go out and learn from other leaders. Uh, we on to learn from Tony Robbins uh, at his event, uh, at a GoPro event. It was a network marketing event with Tony Robbins, Richard Branson. Um, I, I do online courses to learn uh, leadership and technology things. I, I, I learn, man. Uh, I don't just talk it. I'm doing it. Uh, Chris Beer, my business partner, and one of my best friends in the world, man, we're always trying to learn new things. Uh, and, and we're trying them. And here, here's the thing. It's easy to try stuff with somebody else's money, right? It's easy for somebody to say to their dealership, hey, I hear there's this cool rock star conference where I can learn <laughs> stuff. Will you go buy me a ticket? And your dealer might go, Man, it's only been around three years, dude. I don't, you know, I don't know these names. Like, so what that this dude's worth seventy-two million dollars and started with nothing and knows how to sell. Uh, you know, who cares? I don't know the name of the event. I know digital dealer. I know this one, uh, dude. Spend your hundred, spend one hundred ninety-five bucks of your home money. Like, this is the thing. What I do is this: I risk my own time and I risk my own money to learn how to stay relevant and be a leader. But the biggest thing I've learned, Mike, is, man, there was never a better example of leadership than Jesus. Truth. Absolutely. And I think right there at the, I, you, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a Jesus fan. Big fan, I, of, I Jesus. Big, big fan of Jesus. I a, uh, how can you not? I mean, beards are in style again. So Absolutely. White Jesus, a beard a good all the white Jesus pictures that they paint in the Catholic Church. <laughs> so, uh Hey, take us out. So what's the best way somebody can get in touch with you? Uh, or what's the preferred way to get in touch with you, Matt? And, and anything else to, to kind of close us up here? Any final thoughts? Um, yeah, first thanks, man. I, I appreciate that you do this show, Mike. I, I, I know your heart, sure. man. I know you got a love for people. Um, so thanks for that. And thanks for letting Absolutely. me be the closing one on this leadership series. Best way to get in touch with me, uh, well, you can always get all my contact info by going to mattkoenig.com, M-A-T-K-O-E-N-I-G.com. But I, I would I would like to actually meet with you in person and connect with you. So if you're, if you're going to NADA, um, just block some time on my calendar and let's meet and shake hands. Uh, you can go to uh, Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y, Calendly.com forward slash rockstar Matt. And just block some time on my calendar. I'd love to meet you. Uh, come to one of our events. If you're a vendor. Is it Rockstar? Vendor, hold on. Is it Rockstar, rockstar Matt with one T? One T. Thank you for saying that. Yep, That's rockstar true. Rockstar Matt with one T on his Calendly link. Yep. Calendly.com forward slash Rockstar M-A-T. Um, but here's the thing. Come to one of our events. If you're a vendor and you want to learn how to work better with dealers, uh, go to rockstarautoconference.com forward slash workshop. If you're a dealer and you want to grow your people, 
You want more sales, more profit. You want to make better marketing decisions. You want to make better advertising decisions. You want to get the newest technology and be ahead of everyone you compete with. Rockstarautoconference.com. Right now until the end of the month, till NADA is over, uh, you can get a $195 ticket to that event. It doesn't get any more affordable than that. And I guarantee you this, your life will be changed. And here's the better part. If you don't feel like your life has changed by lunch, we'll give you your money back and you can go home. Nobody does that in the conference Boom. industry. Hey, Nobody. speaking of that, here's the deal. Before we close out today, I have two tickets to your event to give away that I signed up for a little bit ago. So for anybody who watches this, whether you're watching live or if you're watching later, I, I will put no qualifier on it. You don't, it, you don't have to, I'd like you to share the show. Let's be honest. I would really like you to share the show, but you don't have to share the show. If you want to go to this upcoming uh, Rockstar conference and what are the dates for the upcoming one, Matt, again? May 13th and 14th in Las Vegas, Las Nevada. Vegas. So you got two tickets that you're giving away? I've got two tickets I'm giving away. You just got to either message me, either uh, message me on YouTube. You can go to the little uh, Gmail link or you can message me, send me a DM on, on Facebook. First two people that message me, I'll, I'll give them give them the ticket. So it's first come, first serve. There's no other qualifier other than that way. I know you've watched the show to this point. <laughs> Let me throw something else out because I, I'm going to add to it. I'm going to okay. I'm going to match Mike Phillips. You guys message Mike Phillips. He's got two tickets. Uh, first two people to message me, and I am going to give you a qualifier. Uh, you have to do it. Uh, you have to you have to go like the Rockstar Auto Conference page on Facebook, and then message me. And my Facebook is very simple: Real Matt Koenig, R E A L M A T K O E N I G. It's like my name on the screen: Real Matt Koenig, one T. Uh, First two people to like the page and then message me. Uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you each ticket as well. So easy, there you easy. go. There you go. Four tickets out there that are actually $795 tickets. When we get closer to the event, I mean that's $1,600 each of value we're giving away. So I just want to. I want to help people be better. And listen, uh, general managers, sales managers, don't just get your people a ticket and send them. Get off your ass and come. Go. Them. Yeah. They need you. Got to go. They need you. So go with. Do what Mike said. Oh, I'm pointing the other way. Do what Mike said right over there. Because uh, you know, I'm imaginary. Them take them and train them. Listen to Mike. Thank you so much, uh, Matt. I really appreciate you uh, spending your time with me and the audience. I, I really, really do. Thank you. I, I value you so much. I value our friendship so much. You're awesome. I appreciate it, man. Feelings mutual, man. Love you, brother. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks I'm going to go ahead and take this out. Absolutely. All right, so that's going to bring us to a close for one more live leadership lesson, which actually I'm just calling leadership lessons now. So if you're looking for those, do me a favor. Like I said, if you've gained something out of this, you know, share the share the video. If you have some other tips, if you you heard Matt answer some of the questions or as we're having conversation, you go, you know what? I want my two cents heard. Drop that information in the comments. I would love to continue on with a conversation with you after the show. I, I think it's always, you know, we we sharpen each other. Right. It, when when people are bringing uh, things to the forefront like that. So so do that. Do me a favor. Make sure just a, a reminder here at the tail end. You can always check out leadtheteam.net for free sales training, motivational content, leadership tips, level up your leadership, 
Check out leadtheteam.tv. I'm dropping two videos a week. Make sure if you like it, like they say on YouTube, now the big thing, smash that like button, right? Share the video, smash the like button, and uh, make sure that you check back. Make sure and and hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, it doesn't cost you anything, and it, it may just help you develop into the leader that you want to be. So thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and join me tonight. I hope you have, until we speak next, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Here comes the new outro.